Iron Sharpening Iron is the production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to Iron Sharpening Iron Podcast. We are so glad to have you join us today. We would love to invite you to check us out at our website, ironsharpeningironpodcast.com. There you will find our show notes, you will find links to our social media, and you'll also be able to find other shows just like this one. Check us out today. Well, are you ready for a new show? Why not grab a big cup of tea, settle in for a bit. We have a wonderful show today for you. Let's dig in. Today, I want to talk about who are you? Who are you? Who are you? (laughs) Because I think that if we are going to step up to our calling, we have got to know who we are. We've got to know what our purpose is, what our message is, what our calling is. And you may be saying, Cindy, wow, whoa, 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 whoa. How do I get that? Well, this is exactly what this topic is today. I I want for us to just really look at who you are. And I want for us to do some homework together, some sharpening together. I want to pull out of you some things that I know God has already planted in you. And I say that totally totally with full assurance that I totally know God has put some things in you that that are essential for what we're talking about here. You have a calling on your life. You have a purpose for your life. And God has already put everything in you that you need to step into your calling. Everything. And I'm, I'm talking about down to your very DNA. You are wired with personality, with, with um, your temperament, with your basic gifts. They are just perfect for who God has created you to be. And I just want you to soak that in for a moment. You're very unique. You're very different from me. You may have some things that we may be very alike. However, you are so unique. And that may sometimes make you feel like, well, uh, but can God use me? Absolutely. He made no mistakes. And, and I can tell you that he has a call upon your life that if you do not step into it, I don't want to be heavy here, but I'm going to be a little heavy here. Because um, if you want to feel me like literally grinding into your heart right here with that iron sharpening iron, um, I, I really do believe that God has truly got something you are called to do that if you don't do it, there's going to be a void. There is going to be a lack. There's going to be people who are going to be left in bondage. There's going to be people left in slavery. There's going to be people left without hope. There's going to be people left without healing. Now, I know that sounds heavy, but that's exactly true. You can touch people that I can't touch. You will have an impact and an influence in lives that I can't touch or that that Beth Moore can't touch or that uh, Billy Graham couldn't touch. In fact, I want to just say this. You are going to have an impact in lives that 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 truly will never be the same after they hear your message, after they hear your testimony, after they after they experience your ministry. I just think back, and I think a good example of this is I had this um, experience. I was eight years old, 
little big girl, my mom and dad, uh, dad had been transferred to Birmingham, Alabama. I moved and right not very long after we got settled into Birmingham, Alabama, I actually went to a Halloween carnival at the Baptist church across the road from my church and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He was everything I ever wanted. I, I mean, seriously, I had gone through that season of being really um, kind of discombobulated with my family life situation and the stress of the move, the changes and all of that. I made some personal mistakes myself um, that I couldn't seem to get a grip over and couldn't be free from. And Jesus was everything I ever wanted. And I just fell passionately in love with him as a little eight-year-old little girl. And here's the kind of cool thing. The little teachers at the little church right across the road there, um, little Nazarene church, they loved me. They loved me in such a way. Every week I would go to church and they would say, have you read your Bible this week? And they, I'm talking about they expected you to do daily Bible reading. I was eight years old reading in the King James Version of the Bible. But they challenged me every week and said, hey, did you read it every day? They had expectations for me. They had accountability for me. And then also they noticed that, yeah, I was reading my Bible every day. And I was really, really interested in growing in Christ. So they started with their own money and the church's money, which is a teeny tiny church. They began sending me home every week with missionary biographies. And by the way, it was a couple of biographies a week. So can you imagine the input I was getting into my spirit during this year? It was unbelievable. In fact, here's my point. Those two ladies that you guys may never have. No, I, I don't. I, I really do believe they impacted everybody. They were probably around, but it was a little bitty Nazarene church. And I, I know that probably at times they may have felt like that it was an itty bitty church and that their impact was little, but I'll never forget Miss Limeron and I'll never forget Juanita Poor. Those two people, they were so instrumental and they followed my life way into my thirties when I was in ministry. They impacted me. They sharpened me. In fact, I remember my last conversation with Juanita Poor. Um, man, that woman loved me and followed me. But I remember us talking about ministry and her actually saying, Cindy, you really need to be in ministry. And speaking that into my life, of course, I was already in ministry. And, but she was like, no, I mean, you need to be in children's ministry. That, that reaches the next generation. I said, oh, no. I said, I'm actually in mama ministry. I've, I minister to the ladies, the moms. I said, that, with that, I get this generation and I get the next generation. She said, well, no, that's pretty good. And she was so pleased and so proud of me. She challenged me to be as the greatness that God had designed for me to step into and to be and to become all through those years. I'll never, ever forget her. I'll never forget that love that she literally, that she and Mrs. Limeron put into me and parted into me for the Bible. It's why I do what I do. I think it's why Birmingham, Birmingham's special probably because I became a Christian right there in the city there. But it's the whole year there. That, that whole year 
of, of growing in Christ and, and successfully reading my Bible. And I mean, I read it that year, the whole thing. And I think it's what it put into me has forever shaped, shaped my life. It has forever impacted my desires, my heart, my passions. They lit a fire in me and they, they sharpened me. And so it is so important. But let me just mention this. They used their gifts at probably something that may have seemed like it wasn't a, a pulpit, even like God has blessed me with. But what they did has forever impacted my life. I think that their impact on my life is greater than I could have over if I had a million people. I don't know that I could impact them so genuinely and so deeply as they have my life. Your life matters. You know, at times, the years that followed, that foundation was was an anchor for me. It matters. It matters. And I don't know what you're called to do or who you are or what you your what is floating around those ideas, those passions, those desires, those things that you keep maybe saying, settle down, sit, sit, don't let's put that back on the shelf. I don't know what those are, but I can tell you today is the day to dust them off. Today is the day to step in. Today is the day to say yes. This is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. I will do this. I will step into this. This is the day. This is the time. And so as I say that, you're probably going, oh, whoa, you've got to help me. <laughs> you have got to help me. I, I just don't know how all of this could come together. How, how do you put it all together so you're clear about what you're supposed to be doing? How do you clarify so that other people are clear about what you're all about? Cindy, how do you stay focused so that you get things done rather than chasing after all the options, ideas, and opportunities? How do you stay so focused you actually get what matters done? How do you even know what matters? How do you even know what you're supposed to do? How do you, what if you are knowing you're supposed to do, have a ministry, but you absolutely know nothing about how to begin? Well, let me just, hey, real quick, I'm just going to tell you, you keep on listening to these shows. The, this series is to help you unpack this. It's to help you unpack it, help you build the foundation, and then we're going to have some coaching opportunities coming up in the future where you can learn all you need to learn, whether it's building your websites, whether it's writing a book or beginning your own podcast or beginning your speaking um, ministry, whether it is whatever it may be, okay? We're going to unpack it. All you got to do is ask, and I can promise I'll put it on my agenda. Did I mention that earlier? Connect with me and let me know what you need. But today, I just want you to know that you know that you're the one. You're called. You're called. And I know all this myriad of thoughts and the options, ideas, the opportunities, the what project do you do? What What is it that, that has to be done so I don't miss anything? Hey, let me just settle it all down and let you know God's got you. There's no accident you're listening to this podcast by this gal because my personal calling is to come alongside of you, encouraging you, empowering you, and equipping you to step up to your calling. So I personally think it's awesome 
that God has got you listening to this show because my whole purpose here is to mentor you in ministry and in business to make sure that you have the leadership qualities that you need to step up to your call, that you know the the actual, that you're equipped with the how-tos that are easy so you can get it done in your busy life. That's what we're here for. That's the whole purpose of this whole podcast. And and, And so you are at the right place. You don't have to be afraid. You You've got it. We're gonna do this. And you know what I love is that you get the benefit of over 30 years of my ministry, sharpening you, making it easy. I know all the pitfalls that I have gone through and I've dealt with. I know right now the things I'm dealing with today with time, being busy. Man, I'm going to two colleges. I'm going to Highlands College and I'm doing Point University, finishing my AA and working on my bachelor's all at the same time. I'm working um, a job that right now, this to that this week I was in two different states working with my company that I work with and going to school and serving in another state at a church. I get busy. I get it. I understand it. And and yet I want for you to know that if you've got a dream and it's not happening yet because you've been busy, you have met the right mentor here. <laughs> Cause I can tell you I so get it. I understand the pitfalls. I get it. I get it. It's tough. I'm not devaluing that. I'm just saying that I also know how vital what you are called to do is. I see how important it is that there are people who are struggling, just like you have struggled, and they are wanting to see a path. They're wanting to know there's hope. They're wanting to know that they can get past where they're at. They want to know a way. They want to, they want to know what God has to say about that. They want to see a picture of, of that only you can provide them. They want to hear your voice. Mm. In fact, I just want to stop right here for just a moment. I have seen an all-out attack that the enemy has been doing. I'm exposing his ways right now, but I've seen an all-out attack the past five, six years. This probably going on much longer, but I've really seen an all-out assault on the voice of God's women and God's men. I've seen him yet screaming out and squealing out how how not qualified that his that God's people are. I've seen him attacking what they the messages that God has put inside of our hearts. I, I see him attacking the testimonies. I see him wanting the body of Christ to just shy back from their calling. And and today I just cry out silence to the enemy. And I, 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 I pass you literally a microphone and say, it's time. It is time for you to step into position, my beloved. It is time for you to step into your call. It, it is time for you to rise up, mighty warrior, and for you to step up as a mighty warrior fighting and taking ground for God's kingdom. It is time for you to go and set the captives free. It is time for you to take those that are brokenhearted and give them hope, give them future, bring them joy and gladness. It is time. It's just time. 
You say, oh, Cindy, I want to be that. I want to do that. How can I do it? Well, you have got to know who you are. This is going to be not just a podcast here. It's also going to be like a homework assignment that I want for you to do some homework really going before the Lord and letting Him speak. And I'm asking you also, when you're going before Him asking what I'm about to ask you to ask Him, I want for you to be aware that the enemy is going to be whispering in your ear. And I want you to silence him in the name of Jesus. Every time he tries to speak into you, I want you to silence him. Because the only reason he's going to come at you trying to cause you to doubt yourself or to doubt your timing or to doubt your worth, to doubt your ability, to doubt your provision. The only reason he would come at you is because he knows that you, you are called by God. And he knows you have a purpose. You have a, you have a power that God has, God has empowered you to step into. So I want for you to do this with me, okay? I want you to seek the Lord. He's going to speak into you this week. That makes me so excited because I know that if you will do this, there's going to be some breakthroughs here. There's going to be some major traction. There's going to be some foundations built that are going to build. uh, You're going to be able to build upon this a powerful ministry, a powerful business. But you're going to have to do this hard work. Okay, so the first thing first, I want to ask you to to pull back and and know that this can change everything. But without this, you're going to go year after year after year the same old way. And you're going to put off what you're really called to do right now. Okay, so you've got to know this. This is for you. This is for today. And this is not something you can put off any longer. Also, I want for you to just pull back. And I want for you to really, really open up and ask God to speak to you about who you are. Do you want to see, your, do you want to see yourself fulfill your calling, your purpose? And you maybe don't even know fully what it is. Maybe you've had on your heart some things, but you push them aside so much, you don't even know if that's really you or if it's a heartburn. <laughs> do you want to get on track for great success, but you seriously don't know what to do? Oh, take this time to get to know who you are, what you're supposed to be all about, your message, your testimony, your pulpit. So. Who are you? What are you here for? And how do you know it? First things first, I want you to take out a journal. I want you to write these questions. And I want for you to really spend some time asking the Lord, you know, really asking Him and seeking Him on these, okay? But the first thing is, what do you know? What do you know? I'm talking about like, what is it that you know enough to be an authority? enough to have great content. What is it that you know that you look around and you think they just don't teach that right? They don't teach it fully. They don't, they don't understand it like they should. They aren't explaining it fully. What is it that you know well enough that you have the contacts, you have the relationships in the field, you, you have special abilities, you have special knowledge? What is it that you know? What is it? 
It may be that what you know, you learn the hard way. You know what I mean? Maybe you don't have the qualifications in your eyes or the world's eyes. You don't have a degree in that, but you know it because you had to live it. Hello, anybody? That's what I'm talking about. What do you know? Also, next, number two, what do you love? I'm talking about like, what really fires you up? I'm not talking about, hey, this is the next business idea that that um, everybody's onto, that everybody gets, that everybody understands, and that, you know, this is what they're saying is going to be the next big thing. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Do you want to know how to be ahead of the next big things? To be on the cutting edge? Well, I can tell you exactly how you will always be positioned for, for prosperity and how you'll always be positioned to have the, the word that you're supposed to have for those that will be tuned in to you and will be listening to you. It's going to be when you look at what's on your heart. What do you love? Where's your passions, your heartbeats? Where's your hurts? Where's your, where is your heart throbbing? Because you probably got that. Do you know what I mean? Don't dismiss that. You know, I was just listening to Dino Rizzo in a class last night at school. And I want to tell you guys, I just felt like, whoa, got way more than he was delivering for class. I feel like what he was teaching in that class was literally imparting something to me. And it was so powerful because I think it was just that he was speaking to my heart. He said that there are certain ones of us in the, in the, in the church, that, that 10% that are in the church, that you just see the needs. You just see the, you see the distress. You see the hurt. You see the pain. You see, you've got your finger on the pulse, and it's like you know what needs to be done. You know what needs to be taught. And it's beyond pastoral. It, as far as in the pulpit, it's, it's the need of the people. Maybe it's the people in the community, or maybe it's the people that are at the coffee shop, or maybe it's the people that are silent that, that tend to not say, hey, I'm needing help, but you hear it. You hear it. Their faces may not even be represented in the, in the midst of your church, but you get it. What is it that you love? What makes your heart literally leap? You know, and it could be, it could be like your hobbies or it could be like a job that, that you just love. But tell me, what do you love? What is it you love about the things you love? You need to know this about yourself. Because it's going to shape everything that you do. It's going to shape how you do things. It's going to shape what you should be doing. But you've got to know this about yourself. Next is what are your gifts your talents, your bents, your interests. Like, what compels you? Now, that's a biggie. That's a biggie. You know, I kind of look at myself, and and I, this is one thing I have loved about my education that I've been getting the last few years. I didn't feel like I had to go to school because that would qualify me for ministry. And I just want to say that up front because I do not want any of my illustrations about school to seem like they're different than what they really are. It's just some of the content of the things that I've studied have been so pivotal 
to reinforcing me at a time where I needed some reinforcement. I'd come out of a, a, a devastating divorce and was literally in, in a sabbatical that I've partly, I mean, I know God said it's time to be on the bench for a little bit because I need to take care of you. And you have to let me take care of you at this season because we have too much to do in the future for you to go in broken. Do you see what I'm saying? So I know that I was supposed to be on this sabbatical, but in the midst of this, I, I have to say that this has been the best thing for me to really do the homework, not schoolwork. I'm not talking about that kind of homework, but for me to do the homework that brought me healing. And, you know, one of the things that I had studied in one of my classes were my strengths and really looking at my strengths and seeing, okay, how is it that I'm wired? Because here's the thing, it's the good stuff and it's the bad stuff of having to deal with me out there in the world, okay? It's the, the really amazing reason, it's the reason that you see me writing books and you see me doing all the different things that I tend to do. Because my number one thing is achiever. So it is, it is part of that compelling thing about me that makes me not be able to end the day without achieving all the things that are on my to-do list. It's that thing that, that literally pushes me when there's times where I physically would rather be doing a million things like sleeping you know, or, or doing something else a lot less high-key, but I just can't because I'm compelled. Do you see what I'm saying when I'm, I'm giving you this illustration? Also, that, that desire to learn and teach, learn to teach, that's something that is just a strong strength of mine. Getting to know that, it shows me why, for me, I am so rejuvenated whenever I'm learning something and then I'm sharing it. And as a matter of fact, many of the times I learn it by sharing it. And it's like, because I know I'm going to share it, share it, I learn it deeper. I, I laugh because my, my parents were talking to me. My father just passed away in April. And literally one of our next to the last conversations, he said, Cindy, you are way harder on yourself than I was ever hard on you. I said, I know, but you kind of trained me this way, didn't you? And he said, not exactly. You are way harder on yourself than I would ever be on you. You need to let up a little bit. I said, but dad, there is no room for anything but excellence in this. And, and part of it is because, yes, I do want to achieve that 4.0 um, average. I know that's probably, I know. Don't tell me how that, that perfectionism is, is bad because I, I think, honestly, it has its moments. And I've had to say, stop it. Go, you know, come on, let's get this thing done, get this project done, um, and, and, and let it go. Come on, come on, Cindy, let it go, let it go, let it go. I'm not going to sing because that really was pretty bad, wasn't it? But um, there's a part of me that I get can be really hard to, on myself. I can be like that. But part of it, I want to learn everything. I want to read every page that I'm assigned to read. And I understand scholarly reading. I have not scholarly read anything. I've been reading, reading the way I was trained up. Every single book I've been given, every single assignment I've been given. And I know that it means every minute is about school and work, right? At this season of my life. 
I understand that there's more of a demand because of the demand I'm putting on myself. But I also understand I'm compelled to do it. Do you see what I'm saying when I say that? Because I know that there's no accident that anything that's coming across my desk, whether it's schoolwork or whether it's experience, life experiences, or whether it's, um, a, you know, communication, iron sharpening iron with other people. I don't think anything is by accident. I believe that it is there for me to learn and for me to use it for other people's benefit. And so that's something that just compels me. Do you see what I'm saying? Another thing is my, um, another strength I found about myself was um, focus. That's why you can write a hundred, that's, that is the reason why you find a person that could homeschool, have a ministry that traveled all around the country and could still write 150 books and do all those audios and all those articles and all those things. It's because I do have an intense gifting and temperament for focusing in and, and getting things done to achievement that I can then share with the world. Are you seeing how it all comes together? And I don't know what your your strengths are. In fact, I love that the the one of the books that we covered was called The Strengths Quest, The Strengths Finder. Um, many people do that professionally. Um, I think it was absolutely awesome at getting to know who I was and how I was wired. And it also showed me what how other people perceive those things. Because I know that there's some of you that have just listened to what I just said and you said, Cindy, that's exhausting. You've got to quit that. But you see, that's what I'm saying. This is who I am. This is how I'm wired. And yes, I have to learn how to honor other people while still being who I'm created to be. Does that make sense? And I've, I've been learning amazing things on that. And it's just beautiful. But here's what I'm asking you tonight. What is it that, what's your gift, your talent, your bent, your interest, your strength? What are those things? That you are literally compelled to do. It's just how you are wired. A good example, like with gifts, for example, is spiritual gifts. I, I'm going to tell you something. My father was such an encourager. I mean, the man, I, I have great memories time and time again of him going, like, going to the grocery store. I remember on some Saturdays, he would take me with him to go and pull up milk. He was a milkman. He would pull up the old, um, this is what they called it. Um, he would pull forward the older milk and put the newer stuff behind it. And he would carry me with him to go and do that. You know what? The minute he walked in, well, actually the moment we drove up and got out of our vehicle at the parking lot, he was speaking to people and, and smiling. There was no one that could, could be in the vicinity that he did not infect with his passion and his positivity and his, his encouragement. It was just who he was. And, you know, he walked through the store and he noticed when people were hurting and he loved on them. He was such a good encourager. It was like it just compelled him. Okay. What's yours? You know, mine are along those same lines. And it's kind of interesting to me, you know, that these are things that are going to be all about who you are and how you're going to deliver your your ministry how or how you're going to deliver what you're going to deliver to the world through business you've got to know these things and and it all comes together when you get a good picture and you get to know yourself 
then once you're going to see how God wired you and what he wired you with to take to the culture. Because not everybody has that same package as you have. I don't think it's by accident that I have all the strengths, all the gifts, talents, bents, all of the, all the things I'm compelled to do. They totally influence, they totally influence how I, how I minister and what I'm here, my messages that I'm supposed to bring to you guys. It totally influences it. So what are your gifts? Also, next thing. What is your message or your topic? I'm talking about, what is it that you, I'm talking about your heart just gets to fluttering over talking about that specific topic or that specific, um, that specific thing that, that you are just interested in. You find yourself, yourself gravitating towards it. It's your passion. And you feel like that there are people that are flailing because they don't know that. Or you see a whole myriad of people who, who are crying out for help in that one area. Nobody's delivering it. Hey, you're the one, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> don't get scared yet. But, hey, you are the one. You are the one. You are the one. Don't be afraid of that. You know, typically I see the, my, whenever I see a need, when I see a vacuum, a gap, that's exactly where I'm supposed to be stepping in, stepping up. Now, let me just mention this. Or I'm supposed to be discipling someone to do it. Yeah. Um, that's how it goes with me because I can't do everything I see because I'm around a lot of stuff. But it's inevitably, it's kind of interesting that I can usually see the person I'm supposed to help step into that position. And it's no, it's, it's, to me, it's kind of funny that I am... In a, fe- in, in a place in the body of Christ that God has called me to develop disciples and to develop ministers and to develop um, those who are going to use their gifts. I, that's part of my calling. And so what is your message and your topic? What, what is it you are supposed to be um, imparting? What is it that that topic that everybody's asking you about? That, that heartbeat, that thing that you just know. That brings me to the next question, which is what do people need or want? Are there questions that they're asking that you hear? What's missing? What are people asking you about? Have you heard the grumbles of people saying that they need help in a certain area? And you're thinking, why is no one helping in this? Mm. Come on. It's probably you. You remember Moses? He heard the children of Israel complaining about the misery that they were in, the bondage that they were in. He was the deliverer. He was the one. Well, we'll come back to that. Uh, Next thing, what are you all about? Let me ask you something. Do you have a vision for something? You may not have told anybody about it because maybe you think people are just not going to see it. But can I tell you, you may be surprised. I remember when I first felt that the Lord was calling me into ministry, I went to two significant people I thought would just poo-poo my ideas. They were like the most negative about me or the most negative about 
um, anything in life. They, I mean, like they were the Debbie Downers that I thought would say, you're right. You are pitiful. There's no reason you should ever step up into, into your calling. No, what are you talking about called? No, you're not. You know, I, I really seriously was hoping that would be what I would hear. I think deep down, I was stunned when both of them were like, oh my goodness, you have to, you must, you're perfect for that. And they were my Debbie Downers, okay? It just tickles me still. But, you know, let me ask you something. What's that vision? I'm talking about, what is it? You're probably your most downer person on this. Do you know what I mean? What about your goals, your dreams, your heartbeats? What is it that just keeps calling to you? You see almost the face of the people that need help. You know you're supposed to love them. You have no idea how you can. Hey, 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 the how you can ain't nothing but a thing. Today, I want you to acknowledge this is what you're to be about. What about your experiences? They're not accidental. I look at my life and man, I've gone through some stuff at times. The, the miscarry of my children, the divorce, those things have rocked my world the last few years. But you know something? I think that they compel me into a position of ministry and pastoral care. I think it puts me into a place where my heart is totally different. It shows me what I'm supposed to be about for the body of Christ at large. And can I ask you about your experiences? None of them, none of them are going to go waste. None of them. God says in Romans 8, 28 that, you know, he, that, that all the things, even the tough things that happen in your life, they're going to come about for good. He doesn't make bad things happen to you. And I just want that doctrinal position to be established here. But what I'm hearing him say is that whenever he sees a bad situation, he promises you what you're going through, he's going to turn it about for your good. It's going to all be good at the end because he's a creator who can, who can take nothingness, things that are gross and nasty and not right, and he can, he can transform them for you. And although he's not the author, he's not the creator of what you've gone through, he can take that and make it up to you because he is loving kind and that means that at the moment that the enemy is i'm talking about attacking trying to devour you he rushes in to make it up to you and actually he's the one who says to the enemy you owe her you owe him pay up they're gonna they're gonna have good that's gonna come out of this so no matter what you've had to go through whatever experiences you had i i just i just want you to know it's not for nothing you're probably the one who can help others with that. The Bible tells us that, you know what, the comfort, the comfort that you've given, soak in the comfort. Let God in to comfort you because it's that comfort that you get that you can then take to others and comfort them. It's because this is part of your calling. God is going to turn this around for you. Wow. All of it, all things work together for good. To those who are called, you're called. 
who are called according to his purpose. Oh, yeah. All things. And that brings me to the next thing, which is what trials and struggles have you overcome? Hmm? What are they? Let me just say, I just look at those as classroom. Classroom training. You know, what is it you got? Divorce 101, 202, 303, and 404? (laughs) I'll tell you what, I got that one. But nothing could have taught me more of what the the majority of our culture are having to deal with than, than what I experienced going through a divorce. Boy, I get it. I get it like never. Being single the last four years has thrust me back to where, I mean, I never comprehended singleness. Now I get it. And I, I tell you what, I would change nothing for what I've learned the last few years being single. This has been beautiful. It's been hard. It ain't been easy. But it's beautiful. I mean, I just think about how it's been this year since I've really embraced being single. I think it's just unbelievable what God has taught me this year. Because I'm not the same. And when I say what trials and struggles have you overcome? When you've become, when you come into that place of overcoming, it takes you to a different level spiritually. And you have so much to offer someone else. Who are you? What have you overcome? What trials, what struggles have you pressed past and overcome? Or in what ways have you succeeded where other people have failed? Is there an area where you have had success? Because I tell you what, someone's needing to come behind you and learn from you. Let them in. Iron sharpens iron. Man, people need to know what you know. Um, next is what's in your library at home or on the computer? What is it that you've loved learning? What are you learning? How's that going to impact others? And then what's your dream? (laughs) And I'm talking about really, what's that dream you put on the shelf? That's the one I think that we really need to focus on. Because I think those are the ones that probably are your whole reason for being. Do you know what I mean? What's your dream? What's that life message? What's your life purpose? Why are you here? My friend, we have to start here. If not, here's what will happen. I think that we get busy and and the um, how-tos of building the business, of marketing, of making money. And I'm not thinking any of that's bad. I'm not saying that at all. As a matter of fact, I believe what the Bible says when it says that the workman is worthy of his hire. I believe that. I believe that you will never have prosperity any greater than when you're in the middle of your purpose. Because I believe God, has he's going to give you exactly what you need to fulfill your life purpose. He is not promising to yoke up with you when it's beyond what you're called to do. I mean, I, I was listening today to a video um, with T.D. Jakes, and he was talking about streams of income. And I think it's interesting he, that God's brought this back to my remembrance right now, because I was going to go back and really listen to what he had to say. But I was also, it was kind of funny that I, this video actually just popped up on Facebook, and I was like, uh, oh, 
that's really good because I've been thinking that one of the things that I wanted to dig into here on the show was about God's view of money and that he, he actually works through streams of income. And actually through the years, my ministry has always been such that I have had multiple streams of income. I mean, we've had this, uh, we've had podcasts, we've had e-zines, we've had products, we've had events, we've had, oh, I'm sorry, online events, we've had in-person events, we've had all kinds of different things that have been streams of income, and I'm probably leaving out like 10 of them right now. But anyway, my point to this is that in Ecclesiastes, we find that God, it's a matter of fact way that God says you 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 do have multiple streams of income and you throw your bread out there upon the waters because you don't know which way it's going to be prospered that day. So we should be having multiple streams of income. And I love how T.D. Jakes put, put it in, and I may have to link this in our show notes, but he put it this way. He said that, you know, many of us are basic, basically prostituting ourselves out to our job for very little instead of fulfilling the very calling that God has on our life because he's got different things he wants for us to do. And, you know, I think that we've come to a culture. This is my, my ideas here. I think we've come into a culture where um, there has definitely been an attack against the multiple streams of income. There has. It's been, there's been this, this push to, you know, for many generations now, where you go to school or you go and you get these qualifications and this is what you're known of and what you're supposed to be. And yet, that's not God's way of doing things. God's way of doing things. If you want a beautiful picture of it, look at Proverbs 31. She did real estate. She bought land. She um, made, made clothing. She made heirlooms. She, so on and so forth. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? In other words, she had multiple streams of income. That's just a picture of wisdom. That's a picture of, of a godly woman or a godly man, a person that's living their life out in, in wisdom. And so today, I just want you to know that if we don't know who we are and what we're called to do and how God says to do it, we're going to end up losing ourselves. We're just going to exist. We're going to get in the rat race. I can tell you as much traffic as I drive in every day and every, as many traffic jams and commutes as I sit in every week that huh, some of that is just existing. Thank goodness uh, my brain is thinking and it's, and it's um, planning and it's dreaming and it's, and it's living out my, my life purpose. And, and I'm also keeping on learning and all that traffic. But I'm going to tell you, many people, they get into this and they just exist. They lose themselves. They don't move forward. They bounce around from that one half two to the next half two to the next half two. They barely sleep at night. They're exhausted. There's no anointing. There's nothing happening. They're just spinning their wheels. They feel like that they can't get moving again. They feel like that all they do is work, 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 and there's no living. I know. I get it. I know that you want to make your life count. I know that you want to step up to your call. I know you want to be productive. I know you want to be prolific. I know you want to be very, very successful. 
I know you want to reach for your dreams. I know you want to be faithful to your calling. So we start here today. We take some time to pull back, to get to know who we are, what we're going to be all about, what God is going to use us for, and we dare to be ourselves. We don't try to compete with other people. We don't compare ourselves to other people and say, well, you know what? I'm not going to ever be able to do it the way that she does it or he does it. Whoa, stop. God wants you to know who you are because he is going to establish you. He's going to establish your calling. He's going to establish your ways. You just can be you because it's enough. It's perfect. It's absolutely what he wants. You can go your pace. You can be yourself in every area from your message. Yeah, because you're going to be needing to share your message. You're not going to follow trends and what they say everybody's wanting to hear. Because guess what? That's yesterday the minute you hear it. No. You're going to be sitting at the Father's feet. And you're going to get fresh manna. And you're always going to be on the cutting edge. By the time that message goes out that God has put on you and on your heart, it's going to be right on time for somebody. There's a lot of time in production. You don't have time to be listening to what everybody says you should be doing. You listen to God. He is, he's going to give you the word for tomorrow. Whoo, I just feel him all over that. No, we don't follow trends. <laughs> You're going to have the Holy Spirit giving you the word. He's going to be the one who's your foundation. He's going to be the one who gives you the, the right products to develop. And by the time that they're developed, it's going to be right on time. You're going to also be able to be yourself in your business. Oh my goodness. You know what? Again, I know I just went through a divorce and man, you want to talk about rocking my world. But as I pulled back and I said, okay, God, what am I going to be about? I got everything in my life and it's right here before your throne. And I don't want to take nothing back and put nothing in motion that is not about you. What do you want me to do? And the one thing he said to me, it's kind of interesting because of all the things I've taught through the years, this is one that I've been pretty emphatic. And God said, you're right on with this one. And what is it? Making my business be all about who I am. Now, take me right. Some of you are going to go, it should be all about who Jesus is. It is. That's not what I'm saying here. Please understand that God made this business be about who he put, what he put inside of me. What I'm made in his image. His Holy Spirit is within me. So what he's created me to be is exactly what my business needs to be all about. It doesn't, and, and with that, you are always right on. You're not having to start a business, stop a business. And, and here, I just want you guys to hear what I'm saying here. We're, the, when you make your business be about you and what you are designed to be, not the concepts, not the techniques for delivery, not the ideas, but really about the vision and the calling that God has on your life, then these are not things that other people are going to be able to duplicate. It's going to be completely original. It's going to be, it's going to be something you can do. It's going to be something where there's just not such a thing as competition. The competition that will be there will be you competing with yourself. You know what I'm saying here? 
But the competition can't deliver you out there in the world. They can't be you. You will always be on the cutting edge. You'll always be established firmly because you're going to be in Christ. And so when you will dare to be yourself in all areas, pressing into the heart of God, your business is going to be about the things that God has put inside of you. And you're going to know you're, you're, it's okay to build your name. And it's okay to, to promote your name. You're going to know what you need to be all about. You're going to get your messages fresh from God. You're going to get your ideas fresh from God. Your vision is going to stay clear the whole way. You're going to be pressing toward the mark. Does this make sense? And then your lifestyle, man. <laughs> live your dream. I'm talking about now live it. To th- after this podcast, my prayer is, that you will never live the same way as you lived before. Don't put your life on hold and living on hold. No matter what you do, no matter how much you're sitting in the dark feeling like you don't know what God is going to do. I just want you to know today is the day for you to never look back. For you to take each step. He's going to give you each step. Because He is a God who is literally going to give you the scope and the sequence that you're supposed to be walking out. He's going to show you the whole, he's going to show you, this is the mark you're pressing toward, and this is the step you're on. Just take it. And I'm talking about, it may be dark. You may feel like you are in pitch black taking that step. But I can tell you, you're going to be stepping firm when you step out where God tells you to step. He's got you. He's got you. And you know what? You will never be more in the center of his will than when you do that. To be yourself. Let's build your name. Let's get to know who you are. Let's build your influence. It all starts with the foundation of getting to know you. And that brings me to the end of this podcast and the invitation to join me for the next one. So you guys, I'm going to close in prayer and then I will look forward to seeing you next week. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this week and I thank you for this message. And Lord, I just feel like that your Holy Spirit has been in our midst. And I just pray you will just work in the lives of my sweet friends here. Lord, that you will affirm them. That you will show them who you are. They'll hear your voice. And they won't listen to the enemy any longer. In fact, right now I declare him silent. Silent. So they can press in and they can hear your heartbeat, Lord. And they can hear what you have for them. And God, I just pray that you will just be so um, real. And Lord, I just pray that you, will, that, they, that you will just be so real in their heart today. That they won't be afraid to step into who they are. That they will get that, that passion that invigoration, that fresh wind that only comes from letting you loose to do what you want to do in them. And Lord, you wanted to do this from the very foundations of the earth. You made them so wonderful, so amazing. And you imprinted yourself into them. God, through their veins flows your DNA. Oh, God, 
we worship you. We thank you. I just pray they rise up. Lord, help them rise up in fullness of who you created them to be. Oh, it's so much. It's just time, God. I know it's just time. And I just thank you for the blessing of this show. And I pray that they continue to be blessed and that this will be that place where iron will sharpen iron. God, honor it. Bless it. And I pray that you just go with us all as we go our different directions until we meet again. For in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, you guys, I will see you next show. And um, hey, don't forget, hop over to the website. Check me out on Facebook. See me on my website, cindyrushton.com. Um, the show notes have all the links and everything that you need to stay in touch with me. Um, I'm, I'm excited for you. I just feel like that there's some of you that are going to get this and you're going to run with this. And it's going to make all the difference in the world for you. You're going to step into your calling and it just makes me so excited. And I know that you are why I'm doing this. You're it. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear what God is doing in your life. And um, if you want to hop on the show and ask questions, hey, we'll do a show where you can put me on the hot seat. But this is our show, Iron Sharpening Iron. And I just thank you for another awesome show. I'll see you next week. Bye. Iron Sharpening Iron is the production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to Iron Sharpening Iron Podcast. We are so glad to have you join us today. We would love to invite you to check us out at our website, ironsharpeningironpodcast.com. There you will find our show notes, you will find links to our social media, and you'll also be able to find other shows just like this one. Check us out today. Well, are you ready for a new show? Why not grab a big cup of tea, settle in for a bit. We have a wonderful show today for you. Let's dig in.